How do I live the Mass? Hi, I'm Mike Mason. This is St. Joe Society Podcast. The St. Joe Society is a Catholic lay apostolate devoted to help men order all things to Christ as they grow strong in mind, body, and spirit. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can check us out online at stjosephsociety.org. This is episode 28 of the St. Joseph Boot Camp. And after three weeks of learning lots of great stuff about the Mass, Father uh, Hoffman, I want to thank you again for spend the last few weeks with us and walking us through it. Sure. Awesome. It's my pleasure Good. to be with you. We've talked about uh, the liturgical life, what, what constitutes that. We looked at the um, how the church building structured and all the incredible theology behind that. Last week, we talked about the breakdown of the mass so that guys as they enter it more can be more prayerful um, and really connect with certain parts of it. Well, what I've kept thinking the last three weeks is um, how do I live this to set myself up when I go to mass what should I be doing during mask and how to get the most out of it afterwards. So we want to make this week to kind of wrap up is some very practical things. And then um, as we discuss, you know, you and I were talking off camera about just how much you want to tell everybody. Um, and I'm sure we'll get a great reaction from the guys and have you back on in the future. Um, but we also thought we'd probably post some, maybe some books or some uh, resources to guys online that'll help them out too. So maybe we'll mention a couple of those at the end as well. Yeah. Sounds good. Let's great. do it. Well, how should a person, um, I imagine you wouldn't want your parishioners just rolling out of bed late, flying to mass, barely getting in there on time, not thinking about what's going on. <laughs> if you could encourage your parishioners to a uh, routine or some things to do to really prepare well for it. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, Father, how you know busy guys like us with jobs and family and distractions, like what are some practical tips that we could prepare ourselves that when we get to mass, we're ready to pray uh, in the way that honors our Lord and opens us up to what he, that he wants to do in our lives? Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's a great question. It's a great idea. The whole idea, you know, like, how should I live the mass? You know, that question that you opened with that it probably strike, it struck me as being a little odd. Um, mm -hmm. Like, how do I live it in the sense like, well, it reminds me of the question, what is the mass? And the mass is the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, the holy sacrifice of the mass offered to the father. And if you substitute that in for mass then it makes a lot more sense like how do i live the sacrifice of jesus gotcha. every day yeah. and that that's how you live the mass and like living out the sacrifice of jesus living the christian life the mass just so I'll, let me start kind of broad big picture yeah. and then make it more specific so the mass is the source and the summit of the christian life like we talked about so the mm -hmm. best way to get something out of mass is to be a good christian and it's kind of like a a snowball effect the better for christian you become the more dedicated and devout you are and the more faithful you are to your family your vocation you know whatever god is calling you to do then the more you're going to be living the mass hmm. and then the more you do that then the more you get out of mass and then it you know kind of has that snowball effect but there are like particular ways to do that too and so like generally i would say it's the spirit of self-sacrifice just on a big picture scale it's christian charity growth in the virtues because we didn't have time to talk about this, unfortunately, but there's all kinds of different ways in which the mass exemplifies different virtues. And then if you know mm -hmm. that, you can kind of use that as an example that you strive for. But generally, uh, knowing what the virtues are and thinking a little bit about practicing them is a great way to remotely prepare you for mass. But then more closely, um, you know, there are particular strategies that I would encourage guys to use. Um, and they would be the same, but the content would be different each week because the readings of the mass change, the the theme of the mass changes, all that kind of stuff. So there is a kind of helpful tagline, I guess you could say, that the church gives us for every mass. 
and that's the entrance antiphon, the entrance chant, uh, and the Latin term would be the introit. So you could see all of those um, possibly if, if you look for it. Um, but every mass has a kind of theme to it that is the entrance chant. And some parishes will have the entrance chant, some parishes won't. The Roman Missal says that all parishes should, um, and oftentimes it's done so that you have the opening hymn as the priest walks in, uh, in the procession we talked about. And then once the priest gets to the altar, then the music should change and there should be a kind of response that's sung by the mm -hmm. choir, uh, which is the entrance chant. And a lot more parishes uh, these days are picking that practice back up. Uh, it fell into kind of uh, forgotten a while ago. But anyway, that theme is the theme for the mass. And so that's why the church puts it in. And it stays the same for each Sunday throughout the year, um, at, even as the readings change. So if you've ever heard of like Gaudete Sunday mm -hmm. in Advent or Laetare Sunday in Lent, Gaudete and Laetare are the first Latin words from the chant, the entrance chant for those, and they mean rejoice, uh, both Gaudete and Laetare. So there's kind of Sundays of rejoicing throughout Advent or Lent. And the name of the Sunday comes from the first word of that chant. So looking at that chant ahead of time is a good way to prepare yourself for the Mass of that Sunday. And so uh, if you want to know the theme that connects the readings, if you want to know like what's the goal, what, what am I supposed to get out of mass this week? That's a good way to ask the question. Yeah. Well, look at the entrance chant. Like there's a common theme that the church gives us for each of the masses. And like, that's the idea of the mass. Okay. So for Gaudete Sunday, the idea is rejoice. The Lord is coming. Like, okay, well, that gives me a theme for the Sunday and for the week. And then you get a new theme for the next week. Yeah. Um, for the first Sunday of Advent, it's something about, I don't remember off the top of my head, honestly, but it's something about lifting up your eyes to the heavens and, uh, and watching for the coming of the Lord. So look at the entrance chant. Uh, think of that ahead of time. Read the words. Uh, you can find them online. You can find them in a missal. And maybe a helpful resource for guys would be to have a, a missal. Mm. Um, and a missal is just a mass book. And you can buy them from Midwest Theological Forum. And they have all kinds of prayers and things in them, too. They have a way of preparing for confession, all that kind of thing. Oh, that's um, awesome. <clears throat> and then it's all there, and you can just look it up ahead of time. So it's a, it's a handy little handbook for Mass. You know, I thought one thing I thought when you're saying that's really helpful, because I think reading the Mass, or reading the readings behind, of course, can be helpful. But the intro, like, one thing that struck with me is reading that beforehand would be great. It also told me that sometimes when I have small children, sometimes when you get in the pew, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, we made it. Mm -hmm. I'm still, I don't feel ready. Sure. The fact that the mass does, the, this introduction is still in there. There's still like room in the mass for me to enter in. It's almost, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Father, but it's almost like God's giving me just a little bit more time to even prepare, <laughs> uh -huh. even within the mass. There's a little buildup in there to, to bring me in. It's, and you talked about the ascension up the stairs um, last week. It almost feels like kind of in the mass itself, it's God's drawing me in. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one thing that stood yeah. out to me. I think sure. yeah. reading the missile, especially with children, I mean, that's something I might even have to incorporate um, this week at mass because that'd be something easy to do on the, the car ride on the way in instead of oh, yeah, listening sure. to whatever would be helpful. Right, right. right. And um, even uh, make it something to do with the kids leading up to mass. Yeah. Uh, like, hey, what are on Wednesday? What are the readings going to be at mass oh, on Sunday? Yeah, that's uh, helpful. Read them ahead of time with the kids and then use that 
kind of schema that I had talked about maybe last week that the first reading tells us what to do. The second reading tells us how to do yeah. it. And then the gospel illustrates it from the life of Jesus. And, um, and that way that, you know, you just kind of think about those things ahead of time. And the more you mull them over, then the more receptive you are to receive mm. them at mass. Uh, and mass is a place for us to give to God. And so we should bring gifts to bring to God, to give to God. You know, I talked about last time at the offertory where the bread and the wine are offered, we offer our joys, our sacrifices, those things we can bring to mass. Uh, and we give God kind of like the, the wise men came to give Jesus at his birth, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Mm. Uh, and those have a those have a significance. So we can give God gold that symbolizes kind of love and our hearts and our devotion to Him. We can give Him incense that signifies our prayers because incense is something that you offer up typically when you pray. And then uh, the myrrh is a symbol of death and ultimately of rebirth. Um, but it's kind of our sacrifices and the mortifications that we make throughout the week. So those are the kind of the three things that we can add up throughout the week, so to speak, and yeah. then bring them on Sunday and offer them. And so we prepare for mass by, you know, like opening up our hearts, uh, preparing our minds by looking at the readings ahead of time, looking at the prayers uh, and especially the entrance chant, the introit, and then bringing with us our prayers from the week, our uh, offerings and, um, yeah, our love and, and our mortifications, all of those things we can unite to the bread and the wine that are being offered, then they're transformed into the body and blood of the Lord, then we receive that, and then we go out and we do it again. And so there should be kind of, like I mentioned before, a, a cyclical process, like a yeah. snowball effect that uh, the more we practice, the more virtues, the more we mortify ourselves throughout the week, the more we sacrifice, then... Um, then the more we bring to mass and then the more we get out of mass. Yeah. And then, yeah, but it, it probably requires a little bit of work and maybe more intentional effort than people are oftentimes doing now. Cause mm -hmm. people do kind of just show up and then leave again and then don't think about it for another week. But I think that you're going to get out of it, what you put into it and yeah. it's possible to get out a lot. And so it's worth it to put in a lot. Yeah, and even some <clears throat> even some initial small changes, like you know, reading the readings before the readings are not very long. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. even just if a guy starts there and that builds that habit, and like the snowball effect you said, that'll just keep building and motivating, and then you can incorporate other parts a week. That's really helpful. What do you suggest for guys who so after mass, um, it's finished, we've had, you know, uh, we've been sent. Should we just, you know, as soon as father's out, go, you know, sprinting out and grab the dog. Yeah, the Bengals coffee. game starts at one. You know, <laughs> like, right. Let's go. <laughs> so, I mean, um, when's it over? I mean, when's, what should my attitude to be about the end? Yeah. And what should I do afterwards? Well, you know, interestingly enough, there are different endings for mass. So I mentioned the one like go forth, the mass is ended. Mm -hmm. But traditionally, there's been that one. And then, then there's been some others. Um, in the English mass, there's one about glorifying the Lord by your life. In uh, the Latin Mass, the Mass during times of penance ends, let us bless the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much uh, the sacrifice has ended, but like we're brought into the sacrifice then. So let us bless the Lord by our sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So we continue the Mass throughout the week by the sacrifices that we make. And then, mm -hmm. like I said, we bring those back. But practically speaking, right after Mass ends, it's good for us to re remember what we've just done to take a moment to pause and recollect ourselves, uh, maybe to chase our screaming children, grab them by the arm and bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then be like, you know, like 
think about what just happened. We just received the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's an infinite treasure. And the, the reason that it doesn't completely change us into new people each time we receive it is because we're not ready for that. But we can slowly over time prepare ourselves more and more to be transformed. Uh, one Holy Communion should be life-changing, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's physically touching Jesus. Yeah. Um, and the more we give thanks after Mass and just kind of remind ourselves of what just happened, then the more receptive we become to that all those gifts and graces God wants to give us. So we should prepare for mass ahead of time by praying, you know, by studying the readings and then after mass right away after receiving communion, kneel down, thank God for the gift. Uh, try to foster some silence if you can. Um, and sometimes that's difficult with the distractions and people banging pews and all that, yeah. but just remember that God's inside of you and, yeah. um, and, and focus on that for as long as you can practically. And then, um, throughout the week yeah continue the spirit of sacrifice and mortification because that's actually the the path of joy and ultimately that's what we're looking for and that's what the mass gives us yeah it's funny you said the um that's interesting not funny that um that mortification is the path of joy i think a lot of times we don't put those two things together yeah yeah um can i talk about that for a second yeah, absolutely okay so there's this these chemicals in the brain i, I like to talk about chemicals <laughs> Uh, although I'm not a scientist at all, but there's dynorphins and there's endorphins. Mm. So, and people maybe have heard of endorphins before. They're the warm, fuzzy yeah. chemicals, you know? And so like if you eat chocolate or something, then you feel endorphins in your brain. Um, but dynorphins are like the opposite. They're that feeling, actually, we were talking about it before we started, like a little bit of dread of anticipation, maybe anxiety yeah. or um, adrenaline. And if you experience a wave of those in your brain and you just like endure it and welcome it then the brain responds by producing a whole bunch of endorphins huh. and so <clears throat> one great way to do that is by taking cold showers i was actually gonna just yep, bring this yep, in yep this so, is a practice father and i <laughs> yeah i love it i love yep, it the cold they, showers are great like so if you spend 30 seconds under 48 degree water you will have endorphins in your brain like your brain will be filled with warm, fuzzy feelings for three mm. days after that. Wow. So, but 30 seconds under 48 degree water is long enough for you to experience three waves of dynorphins and dynorphins are the feeling like, get me out. Yeah. Right? And then if you endure that, like just let those three waves go over you, then your brain will be on endorphins for three days afterwards. Wow. So just written into our brain, there's that connection between suffering and joy. And like, if we're willing to endure a little bit of sacrifice, a little bit of suffering, we've got great joy looking to look forward to afterwards. And that's what the Bible says about Jesus and the cross. He said, for the joy that was set before him, mm -hmm. he endured the cross, despising the shame. So we should sacrifice in such a way that brings us joy, uh, that sets us free from our weaknesses and gives us, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite passages in scriptures, um, uh, he who tries to find his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. Uh -huh. And that's that's tied into what you're talking about as well. Yeah. When we're when we're chasing pleasures, we're chasing kind of what we want. We put us at the center. You uh -huh. end up miserable in the end. Right. 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 You get everything in you fact, want now, and it doesn't work the, later. Yeah. Uh, I just learned this recently. The the structures of the brain that are activated when we feel miserable are the exact same structures that are activated when we think about ourselves. Hmm. So the secret to not be miserable is to not think about yourself, yeah. right? To focus on others, to serve them. Uh, but if you're thinking like, oh, I'm, you know, like my day is bad or yeah. how are people, you know, what are people thinking about me? How do I look? All of that is the same 
physically speaking, as being miserable. So you think Jesus and the Great Commandments on to something? Possibly. Love God and love neighbor? Yeah, he, he might have known <laughs> what he was talking about. <laughs> never, we might you know, be designed so. for this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, I think, I mean, I, to, to draw this to a close, because um, I could you know talk to you all afternoon about these things, and we definitely are going to have you back on, so you need to be right. prepared for that. All right. And we might be um, Run away expanding. and hide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll be expanding to topics outside of the mass now, because I know okay. you and I share a lot of, um, when it comes to physical training and Spiritual training have a lot of that in common as well. Um, but yeah, um, a good reminder is that um, God made us to do these things. One of the things I remind guys is that when it, whether it comes to commandments or mortification or we're doing penances, mm -hmm. God is not um, just sitting in heaven, just you know, bossing us around because he gets a kick out of it. The things he's commanding us to do, the things he asks us to do are going to benefit us. Um, it may not always feel like that in the short run, like a, a cold shower does not feel like that in the moment. Um, but after, you know, three minutes later, you're on top of the world. Um, God has designed us for these sort of things. And I want to encourage all of you guys. Um, hopefully this month was helpful to you to understand the mass more. Um, but just a reminder to all you guys, uh, our Heavenly Father is a Heavenly Father. Um, he loves us. He will take the, the smallest sacrifice that we can muster and he will accept it with great joy and then multiply that over and over and over. And so I want to encourage you guys as you listen to these podcasts this month, we'll post some good resources on, on the website for you as well. Enter into that mass, get a little bit better each week of entering the mass more prayerfully and allow that snowball effect to start um, um, taking its toll and doing its work. So. Father, thank you, you so much. It's been a great um, four sessions. Uh, you're a great blessing to me and my family. We've uh, enjoyed awesome. your friendship a great yeah. deal. You're blessing the church. And I just want to thank you for your ministry and it's all the pleasure. great work you're doing. Yeah. So thank it's you great, again. Great joy. Let me give you all a blessing before I depart. The That'd Lord be, be with you. With you. With your spirit. The blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Father. You're welcome. God bless, fellas.